0: Let's pray together. God, your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Speak to us today as we explore deeper into the life of Moses. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. So did you ever have a childhood fear I did when I was a young boy and I really have to trace this back to some television programs that I watched when I was a young uh, person because my childhood fear was Bigfoot (laughs) we would go camping and I was certain that Bigfoot was staring at us from just behind those dark trees it was so bad that it would take me courage to take out the trash at night if my mother asked me to do so into the very back part of the backyard because you know Bigfoot used to live in Speedway Indiana in the 1970s (laughs) Have you ever had any kind of fears like that? You know when we become adults we often leave behind those kind of childish fears but those are often then replaced by new more potent ones In your life right now what is your greatest fear for Moses it was Pharaoh we saw last week that Moses was born to an Israelite slave woman but was adopted by Pharaoh's daughter and then raised as a prince of Egypt we saw how after Moses grew up as a young adult there came this day when he saw an Israelite slave being mercilessly beaten by an Egyptian overlord, and in a fit of indignation, Moses rose up and murdered that Egyptian, risking inciting a slave insurrection, and thereby making himself public enemy number one to Pharaoh. We're told in Exodus 2.15, when Pharaoh heard it, he sought to kill Moses. But Moses fled to the remotest parts of the wilderness, as far away from Pharaoh as he could get, and there he lived in hiding until one day he encountered God through the burning bush and the voice from the bush says to Moses come Moses I will send you back to Pharaoh and I will bring my people out of Egypt now I want us to note this morning the irony of that the very thing that Moses feared most in his life, the very thing that he had been running and hiding to avoid is now the thing that God says, you must go back and face. And you know, I've wondered what that initial encounter was like for Moses and his adoptive grandfather, Pharaoh. As Moses is ushered into the throne room of Pharaoh after being in hiding for years I picture Moses sort of shaking inside as Pharaoh looks up and says well look who's home my long lost grandson what brings you this way um well uh, the God of Israel says let my people go and I can imagine Pharaoh saying "Ha!" You murdered one of my people. You risked inciting a slave rebellion and now you have the audacity to come into my throne room and give me orders? If it were not for my daughter, I would cut you down where you stand. You want something from grandpa? This is what I'll give you. I'll double the workload of your people. And if I ever see your face in my throne room again, you'll regret it. But as you know, this story That wasn't the end of it in the months that ensued as the tensions continued to arise again and again. Moses had to go toe to toe with and face this fearsome Pharaoh each time risking his life. Tell me, friends, who or what is Pharaoh in your life? someone or something that oppresses your life that keeps you down that causes you to feel powerless and causes you to live in fear what is at this point in your life your single greatest fear your pharaoh for some it might be the fear of being alone in old age for others it's not having enough money or contracting a dreaded disease you know that disease that tends to run in your family oh God not that or an addiction you can't beat and that ruthlessly rules over your life or a a depression so deep that it threatens to bury you alive maybe it's fear of rejection from your family From your friends if they knew the truth what is it your greatest fear that haunts your life if I'm to be transparent with you this morning and answer that question for myself I would probably have to say that my greatest fear is failure sometimes when our lives feel the most vulnerable we are asked to face our greatest fears and we struggle why God and I am sure that that is the question that Moses wanted to ask. Why is it that God so often calls us to face our greatest fears? You know, i thinking about the answer to that. Why God asks us to face our greatest fears. Maybe we find the answer to that question in 1st John 418, which says perfect love casts out fear for fear has to do with punishment. When you live in fear, it's a punishing way to live. And then there's this key phrase, the last phrase of the verse. Whoever fears has not reached perfection in love. You see, God's ultimate developmental goal for each one of us is that we should learn to receive and to share God's perfect love. But according to this verse, the chief obstacle of reaching that developmental goal is fear. Fear is the monumental obstacle that keeps us from reaching the fullness of our God-given potential in life for so many of us. And we see that pattern in Moses' life. What if Moses had refused to go back and face Pharaoh? What if he just stayed in hiding the rest of his life? He would have lived the rest of his life in insignificance. He would have died in obscurity there in his hiding place. But because he summoned the courage to go back and face his greatest fear, he broke through to the wholeness of his God-given destiny to become one of history's greatest liberation leaders, taking his place alongside the likes of Martin Luther King Jr. and Nelson Mandela and Dorothy Day and the greatest liberation leader of all, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You see, next time life brings you face to face with your greatest fear, remember this story of Moses. Take a deep breath and say to yourself, this, my greatest fear, may actually be my greatest opportunity. Because if I will step through that door, I will find my greater destiny on the other side. As followers of Jesus, friends, we are called to not live in fear. That's the first critical lesson we learn from today's story in Exodus. We can sum it up this way. Your greatest fear actually represents your greatest opportunity. If, if, you will face it. Now don't get me wrong, that doesn't mean it will be easy. In fact, that's the rest of the story. How hard it is to create change in our lives and change in the world. See, Moses does go back to Egypt. He faces his greatest fear. And in that first encounter with Pharaoh, it doesn't go so well in fact things end up worse than before Pharaoh doubles the work of the Hebrew people so Moses goes back to God and says "Uh, this I did exactly what you told me to do but Pharaoh said no and now we're in a worse position than we in than we were in before what do we do now and God says and I'm paraphrasing here obviously do it again except this time When you confront Pharaoh, tell him the Nile River will be turned to blood. So Moses goes back. And Pharaoh is impressed and says, okay, I'll let your people go. But these are only words. Because as soon as the waters were restored, he reneged on this promise. So Moses goes back to God and complains, God, I did exactly what you told me to do. And we're as bad off as we were before. And God says, do it again. This time, tell him there will be a plague of frogs if he doesn't relent. And this same pattern happens again and again. Pharaoh relents, but then reneges once the frogs are gone. Moses goes back to God. God says, do it again. What are we on the third plague now? <laughs> so for the first, fourth time, the fifth time, The sixth time, the same thing happens. Ten plagues total. The first nine times, nothing good happens. But finally, the tenth time, Pharaoh's spirit is finally broken and he relents. And I think there's a powerful lesson for us in this. That spirit that oppresses you, your greatest fear, that thing you feel powerless in the face of that haunts you, it's not going to let you go without a momentous fight the battle will be brutal and that's lesson number two from Moses life creating change in your life requires dogged determination actually I think that sounds a little too soft let's amp it up a bit bit, because if if truth be told creating truth or, or creating change in your life requires more than dogged determination it requires holy persistence Suppose you resolve something like, I'm gonna observe observe the Sabbath principle in my life. Just one day a week, I'm going to set it aside for my mind, body, and my spirit, for renewal, rest, reflection on and with God. And for several weeks, you observe the Sabbath, and then life gets really busy, and you don't do it anymore. Or suppose you say, I'm gonna show up for God in worship and I'm going to show up for my brothers and sisters in Christ in worship and for several weeks you do it until you don't or perhaps you say I'm going to control my anger better and you do until you don't or you say I'm going to stop listening to that satellite radio channel that's 24-7 Barry Manilow (laughs) and you do until you don't or let's say you resolve to be nice to that coworker who is so obnoxious. And you do until something happens to set you off and you're back to your passive aggressiveness. False start after false start after false start. Failure after failure. And guess what, friends? The truth is that's often how change happens in life. Think about this. How do you think Moses felt after the fifth plague? The sixth? God, this is too hard. I should just give up. And what if Moses had given up? What happens if you give up personally? You know, I've never experienced significant change in my own life without having to endure repeated failures before I finally succeeded. And when I finally succeeded, I frankly never understood why that time was the charm. I just know that there is something incredibly powerful in persistence. The patterns of this story of plagues, that's the patterns of life. It's the blueprint for how we create change in our lives and in the world around us. The victory goes to those who refuse to give up. Once there was a donkey who accidentally stumbled down a dry well. It fell 30 feet to the dirty bottom and of this well and it remained there for hours until the farmer came and saw her down there but he could not for the life of him figure out a way to get her out so he thought to himself I'm just gonna have to put her out of her misery so one shovelful at a time the farmer began to bury the donkey when the dirt began to land on the donkey's back she was terrified at first because not only was she trapped in the well, now she was going to be buried alive. But then suddenly she realized she could shake that dirt off her back and then step up about half an inch on that dirt. As shovelful after shovelful of dirt rained down, each time she would shake it off and step up. This continued until finally the donkey was able to jump out of the well. Friends, life is going to try to bury you. Don't let it. Shake it off and step up. Remember Moses battle with Pharaoh, creating change in your life and in the world around you requires holy persistence. But there's one more ingredient. The last thing we see in today's story to prevail over Pharaoh in your life, you're not going to just have to summon the courage to face Pharaoh you're not going to just have to act with holy persistence to prevail you're also going to need a staff and by that I don't mean a group of people to report to you rather you will need a shepherd's staff in classical art Moses is often depicted as holding a tall staff and why is that? Well, the answer goes all the way back to the burning bush, when Moses is being told by God, I want you to go back and face your greatest fear and confront Pharaoh. And Moses is making all kinds of excuses. You remember this part of the story. Telling God why this isn't a good idea. I'm not the right person for this. And finally, in frustration, God says, Exodus 4:2, what is that in your hand, Moses? A staff? God says, throw it down to the ground. So Moses threw the staff down to the ground, and it became a snake. And so God said, Moses, reach out your hand and grab it by the tail. Talk about facing your fears. So when Moses reached down and grasped it, it, the staff once again, uh, the snake became a staff in his hand once again. So when Moses gets to Egypt and has this first encounter with Pharaoh, And Pharaoh is resisting him. Moses throws his staff down, and it becomes a snake. And this is an act that we read in this story that Pharaoh's sorcerers replicate. But Moses' staff eats all of theirs. But now he's got Pharaoh's attention. The second time Moses confronts Pharaoh, when he he turns the Nile River into blood, Moses touches his staff to the water. And it starts to turn red. And as you move through the plagues, he uses it repeatedly. You see, this staff is the instrument through which God's power flowed into Moses' life. And the message here being, persistence alone was not enough for Moses to prevail over Pharaoh. For you and I to prevail over the greatest fears in our lives, it's going to take more than just our persistence. It's going to take a divine partnership where we bring holy persistence to the table and God brings spiritual power. What if Moses had tried to do it in his own strength? He would have been crushed. But he believed that God's power would flow through him and use him. When we face our fears and act persistently in faith, expecting God's power to flow into situations, that makes all the difference, friends. Your staff is your prayers and your faith and the Holy Spirit in your life working through you, like Moses. When we consciously invite God to work through us, and, and ask God to, for God's power to flow into the situations of our lives, believing that God can make a decisive difference in our lives, that's when change happens. So who or what does Pharaoh represent in your life today? What in your life is evoking the most fear in you? Face it. View it as a door of opportunity through which you will embrace a greater destiny. It won't be easy. There may be many false starts, but if you persist, if you are faithful, the power of God will flow into the situation and give you victory. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen.